0: You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas with your host, Marissa Desitel.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a
0: special edition of Environmentally Speaking. Good morning. I am Marissa Desitel, an environmental attorney in Rhode Island what what are you doing okay
1: so i know it's an audio platform so that might not have been the best but for those of you who do like to watch environmentally speaking i thought it'd be fun for a birthday episode to have my little wacky wheeling inflatable arm tube man desk where, do edition. You, where do you even
0: get something like that
1: in a secret santa they only live in the world of secret santas have i don't you know been, where they come
0: from have you been the custodian of that thing waiting for today. Oh yeah. Yeah. It literally
1: has been sitting right here, corner of frame. Oh, that's hysterical.
0: I love that. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) For our listeners that um, don't know, and I don't know why you would know just because you listen, Clarissa and I share the same birthday, August 11th. We are however, 15 years apart. I being the younger of course, Mm -hmm. and Clarice being the much, much older.
1: I take on that wisdom. It shows.
0: (laughs) With my wacky wailing tube.
1: So what are we talking about today? So today we are doing some lighthearted get to know us questions. We have been talking at you folks about a whole range of topics for nearly 50 episodes. And now we're going to do something a little lighthearted and talk about ourselves. Um, But before we do that, I did not tell you about this. I did not plan to tell you about this. I plan to ambush you a little bit, which I think is always fun.
0: You know, it's 8 a.m. It the is day after our, our birthday. It is. But also, <gasps> take a look. Oh my God. Team trees. Yeah. It says this certifies that 45 trees were planted in Marissa Desitel's name by Clarice Parsons. Happy birthday. No. Kidding, you get 45 trees back into the world. Oh my god, this is amazing! I got you nothing. That's fine. <laughs> what a great response! Oh man, <laughs> tell the listeners what this is, please. So they so can also So This is
1: do it. hashtag team trees. Um, they also have hashtag team oceans where you can fund a cleanup or fund products for a cleanup but Team Trees primarily focuses on reforesting. Um, So it's actually global. There are places in America. There are um, primarily primarily it's America, um, South America, and uh, oh goodness, if memory serves. That's okay, you're old. I am, parts of Africa. My memory is starting to go on me. Um, But yeah, essentially for every dollar donated, Uh, somebody goes out there and plants a tree
0: back. That's amazing. So you get a little certificate. Thank you so much. That totally warms my heart. I took a screenshot of it and I'm going to put it on social media later today. I'm sending you the actual, now that the surprise is over, I'm sending you the certificate. No, I like the screenshot because it shows my dopey head up in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you, Clarice. Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday. Now you get some trees. Fantastic. I love it. That's freaking awesome. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to shift gears and talk about ourselves. Yeah. And I'd like to make a small disclaimer here that um, I feel as though talking about ourselves is really self-indulgent and presumes that people are interested. So to the extent that you're not interested, feel free to not listen. And I apologize to the extent that you are interested I'm not sure why, but thank you for listening or watching.
1: That's a very good point. How to tell that we're both Leos. You put in that disclaimer and I Mm -hmm. just said, well, I'm just going (laughs) to (laughs) talk. All right, let's do it. What's our first question? All right. Somebody wrote in, what is your first memory in nature?
0: Am I going first? Yes. Probably being seven or eight and playing outside in the woods behind my house in Foster, Rhode Island where I grew up. And it was um, in my mind, either a Jurassic Park setting or um, I, I created a village where little gnomes lived in the, the base of a, a giant oak tree that had toppled over and its root ball was exposed and it created a little bit of a shelter. So I didn't have a lot of friends when I was a kid, <laughs> I had a very active imagination. So that would be it playing outside in the woods behind my, my house by myself. Oh, I like that. Um, how about you? I think,
1: I think my first memory was discovering that pine trees had sap mm-hmm. I was, so um, my grandparents' home had lots of pine trees around them. And there was one day where I was playing in the yard and I saw that one of the trees was shiny. And then I thought water was coming out. Did you look it? I straight up just put my hand in it. Ah. Like, like I didn't poke a finger. I put my full hand into the pile of sap and then wondered what was going on. Did you and get stuck to it? No, i pulled away but on my way back out i had to pass by all of the needles Uh uh-huh so i basically just had this like mitt of pine needles and sap and cones and it was just disgusting yeah and i went over to my grandma and i was like what is wrong with the tree what's going on and she just couldn't stop focusing on how messy my hand was how did you get it off of your hand a vicious scrubbing
0: yeah I think that's the main reason why I remember that memory so much. (laughs) So is that why you didn't go into environmental studies? Well, also bugs live in the environment. So it's little a, little b.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Next we have, what's your favorite environmental disaster movie? All right, you're first this time. Oh, Day After Tomorrow. Which one is that? That's the really cheesy one where, um, because of global warming, this massive cold front was coming in on um, New York City, and there was a heat front coming in on another part of the country, and basically, global warming has just hit this peak where we were all going to experience insane weather all at once. So there was a tsunami, and then the tsunami froze, and Jake Gyllenhaal and company had to, like, navigate
0: a wild New York, but it happened overnight. Oh, and they burn the books in the library, yes. right? Yes. Oh, that makes <sighs> me so mad. Makes me so mad too. Global warming oh, yeah. also makes me mad. It just, I liked the drama of global warming
1: is going to happen one day and it's just going to be, you know, yesterday was fine. Today is terrible. Weather has ruined everything. Um, it was a very sped
0: up impact inversion. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd have to say a civil action was my favorite. Was it John? Was it a John Grisham book? I forget. Um, but the story is about the Industriplex in Woburn, Massachusetts, where I think in the '60s or the '70s there was a industrial development along this particular body of water in Woburn, and I believe it was a tannery where they were taking animal hides, removing the fur, and then treating the, the, the skin. And whatever chemicals and solvents they were using, they dumped the, the waste product directly into the water body. And it's a true story. The water body actually caught on fire at one point in time. And the U.S. EPA came in. The Superfund program was implicated. It's my favorite because when I graduated college, I got my first job working in Woburn as an environmental scientist, and I actually got to go sample the groundwater monitoring wells at Wells Wells Gnh at the Industriplex in Woburn. And um, I ultimately decided to go to law school to be an environmental attorney. And I think that movie had a pretty big influence on that decision.
1: That was your legally blonde. (laughs) That was your inspiring. I do
0: also have a small dog.
1: (laughs) You're blonde. Okay. It's it's close. Yep.
0: (laughs) What else? What's your favorite cocktail? Mm. What time of day are we talking?
1: (gasps) Ooh, that's a great distinction. I was thinking, what season are we in?
0: Also a, a good question. Mm. All right, we're picking summer because we're in summer. Okay. Well, then let's pick think- 8 16 a.m. Cause that's what time it is.
1: Oh, oh then bubbly.
0: Uh bloody Mary. Nice. With a ton of hot sauce. Nice. Like your mouth is just a flaming ball of hot sauce. Yeah. Maybe that's an delicious. Olive- Those are all you. Okay. That was a good one. I like that one. (laughs) What is the best
1: thing you've ever seen in nature? I think that's probably the hardest one on this list. Mm. You go first. Oh, goodness. I think I'd have to say, this is going to sound so simple. Mountains. Mountains are just They're so big, and it feels as if they just—it's like Flatland, Flatland, gigantic thing. And it's like, how on earth did this happen? Glaciers, but it's just—it's so the fact that nature made something so huge. Yeah, and everything around it is always relatively flatter. That's the whole point of a mountain. I'm awestruck every time. Uh, Last summer, my sister, my dad, and I hiked Mount Washington. And when you got to that hazy part where there were definitely more clouds closer to you, I just kept thinking, it's incredible that there's just something so gigantic right here and we get to be on it. And then when I was in Iceland years ago, those gigantic mountains on the side of the highway, and it's truly Fields upon fields. There's not a ton of trees. There's not a ton of shrubs in the winter, and then just giant mountains. I think it's the stark contrast.
0: Yeah, and it's um, the scale of it. I think is what really perplexes the the human mind because yeah, we're little, and then looking at that, you you didn't see it get created, but you can imagine the amount of energy and power it took to 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 create that scale of feature. I'd have to say I've seen some pretty cool stuff, but I am consistently fascinated with thunderstorms. Oh, there's something about a weather front, take global warming out of it, that mm. you don't, you see nature, I see nature every day. I never take it for granted. I love it. I respect it. I'm grateful for it but you don't see a thunderstorm every day. And it's it's got something for all the senses. There's a different smell in the air. Obviously you can see and hear it. Um, I wouldn't say that you could taste it, but um, you could if you had a Bloody Mary while you're outside. Um, but it, it's something about the energy, that scale of energy moving through. And I had a teacher, I think in second or third grade, while there was an, a thunderstorm outside of the school, stop whatever lesson she was in the middle of and explain to us what makes uh, thunder. It's the collision of a cold front and a warm front. And the, the molecules that physically collide make that level of noise. And uh, I just, I love it. Oh, that's a great answer.
1: Is it? Yeah, there's nothing like sitting and listening to a thunderstorm or if you have big, you know, French doors, sliding windows, something like that, being able yeah. to watch that. It's amazing. It's very calming. I love that. Oh. Um, what is something that your co-host doesn't know about you?
0: Crickets. Um, we do talk a lot. We do. Which is nice. <laughs> This is a lot of dead air. I don't All right. know, I don't know. Um, um everything I'm thinking of is really lame. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no one's gonna care about any of it. Do you have anything you could share immediately? Um
1: oh, when I my first two days of work with Decitel Law, I had made a running list. Of environmental, you hated about me. Well, th- that was day one. Day oh. two, the list. <laughs> <laughs> I had made a list of all of these environmental terms and topics that our cases were related to, and I would go home and research them. Stop it. Yeah, because I was like, I need to understand why these people are either so upset or so anxious to get something done or needed something. So I had a list and some of those things were very, very basic, like clean water. <laughs> I was like, I need to read more. Like, I know there's an act for clean water,
0: but at the time I was like, I, doesn't it just say, keep it clean? Well, you know, yeah. you just said that it's very basic. That's that's not that's not basic. I, I think I did, a, um, I used to do these short videos before we started the podcast at the behest of our um, um, advertising team. And one of them was on the Clean Water Act. So it's not, you're you're in good company on that because most people are just not, I mean, why would you be familiar with the Clean Water Act? It's like tax law, unless you are a tax attorney or an accountant, why would you know that stuff? Oh, so that's cute though, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I used to have a, and it was some, yeah, sometimes the terms were very simple. I was like, I keep seeing these words come up a lot. <laughs> I need to learn.
0: Um, oh wait, I have to, uh, I have to provide.
1: Oh, I thought, okay, beautiful.
0: I'm going to go a, a more personal route. Um, the summer that I turned 25, I decided there were three things I was going to do. And I did them. The first one was getting my motorcycle license. Nice. The second was trying to get certified to scuba dive, which I failed. I tried twice. And third, I tried out for the Patriots cheerleading team. It was one hell of a summer. That's a big, I was gonna say that's a big year, but that was all mm-hmm. in the summer. One summer.
1: Damn. See, you're kind of, it is going a little legally blonde. You're getting closer to Elle Woods every time. <sighs> hey, I like it. <laughs> All right, I think we got time for one more. Oh, okay. I feel like I have to make it a big one. Um, if you had time, specific time in your day, to learn one hobby or continue working on one hobby, what would you do with that time? I would like to
0: go back to playing the clarinet nerd alert. I played the clarinet for eight years. Cool. And I, I, um, I can read music, but the dexterity and strength in your hands and, and, in playing the actual instrument is gone. So I think it would be hilarious to try to, ooh, to try, <laughs> try to figure that out. You sounded like such a worried person. Oh, it just would be a mess. And I think it would be fun. <laughs> oh, that's about- cool. I've
1: always wanted to read music. How about you? I would learn how to watercolor. Oh, yeah. That's a good There one. is for folks who have Discovery Plus, there is a show on the Magnolia Network called Art and Bloom, and it is this lovely British artist, Helen. I can't, I don't remember her last name off the top of my head, but she paints flowers and she walks you through very similar to Bob Ross, but with watercolor she walks you through how to paint. And I would love to get a watercolor set and sit in front of the TV and, and try to paint with her. And that's what I would do.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is that, excuse me, is that how's the, how the show is meant to be watched? It's just yeah. have to sit in front of it and like yeah, very
1: similar. Yeah. Very similar to how Bob Ross did it, where he's telling you, pick up this color or, or use this brush and this technique and Yeah, and she paints the most beautiful flowers um, and she just teaches, that's her whole main focus is painting nature. I'd watercolor.
0: Not well, but I would do it. It's very difficult. I think you could probably do it. It would take some time. Yeah. But you've got that artist streak in you. I could see you learning to do that. Well, I would say if I do pick up that hobby, everybody
1: watch out because that's what you're going to get for Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to get some watercolor blob i created because <laughs> <laughs> i need them out of my house uh, that's great <laughs> well on that note hey happy birthday clarice all right if you enjoyed this great it was a once annual thing if you didn't great it was a once annual <laughs> thing <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled programming of environmental topics. If there's anything specific that you all want to hear, write us in. Let us know. We're happy to talk about it. Um, You could either ask us a question about something you'd like to learn more about, um, a topic that is exciting to you or possibly enraging. We've had those write-ins. And send it to help at desatelesq.com. Or you can hit us up on the socials. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And have a great one, everybody. See ya. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www. Dot D E S A U T E L L A W dot com